0: Welcome to the Broken Sun. This is Stories of a Broken Sun. We're in our second season at the moment. Our second season is named Specters of a Broken Sun, but at the moment, we're not with the specters. We are instead following the Sunbreakers, our heroes from season one, and we are going to be seeing exactly where they are going. They have taken off from the sun, left through the wound in the sun that was left by Keva's attack on an auditor back in season one and have flown out the old spaceport, which was uh, opened up by Sun forces. They're on their way to meet with a group from the Hygiene Logistocracy's fleet that are not on board with the Sun's plans for the habitat and the settlement thereof. So when last we left off, the Express was making its way through the old spaceport and out into space. But before we get there, uh, we're first going to introduce everyone who's here today. And after that, we're going to get some news bursts, both from the sun and from the surface that you would be receiving on the express before you make your way outside. Before we get started introducing everyone, I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katesy, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people, and the treaty land of the Tawasin First Nation. I would urge you to continue supporting Indigenous land protectors in every way that you can. In addition to that, we want to make sure that we don't forget that Black Lives Matter. Uh, it's falling out of social media a little bit lately, but those protests are still ongoing, as well. They should be. Keep at it. You can find ways that you can contribute at BlackLivesMatters.card.co. That's card with two R's and Black Lives Matters with an S. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. So today we are joined by four players. First, I'll introduce Keekers.
1: Hello, everyone. Me, Kikers, also known as Basic Cat. Today, I guess I'm playing mostly Eva Jarma, who is she, her. I am also she, her. And we might hear a word or two from CD, who is they, them.
0: Thank you.
2: We're also joined by Velvet today. I'm Velvet Feifei. I'll be playing Maeve, the mother of monsters, she, her, and uh, perhaps some other characters who may or may not pop up. We shall see. Um, Where do we find you if we want to? You can find me pretty much everywhere on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. Excellent.
3: We're also joined by Mike. Hi everyone, it's me, Mike Blood. I go by Blood on, on Twitter, they them. Tonight I'll be playing Emran Pak, he him, our lovable beefcake.
0: Excellent. And we're joined by Trudy.
1: Hi, I'm Trudy. My pronouns are they them. My character is Zora, who goes by she her. She is the sort of gov. Does
0: she still think of herself that way.
1: Not really anymore. We probably <laughs> should come up with a new title for her.
0: <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Matt or ARP. My pronouns are here they. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber. You can follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. So uh, you are aboard the Express. Would you all be on the, I guess?
1: Yes. Kev is sitting in that cap chair. As uh, she should. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. As you recall, the bridge is a large semicircular shape. Uh, there is a raised dais for the captain with the captain's station. And then there's a couple of consoles uh, arranged around the front. And there's the large window that lets you see outside and is probably actually just a display screen that displays what you can see outside.
1: So a bit like the USS Enterprise.
0: This basic idea of, you know, yeah. Uh, The Express, I don't know if we've described it recently. Uh, The Express is a space bus and uh, it has been... I would say at this point, heavily modified by you and by hub, uh, themselves. So it has a central ovoid compartment with the bridge at the front and then passenger space in the back. And there are some side rooms that were like private areas that you've converted into workshops, uh, bedrooms and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The two very large engines on the side look sort of like chicken drumsticks. They can rotate up and down to let the ship move very nimbly. Both through atmosphere and through space. And it's uh, silver and blue with some gold detailing and different colored lights. It's got some weaponry mounted on it now. Uh, the Express is a semi-sentient ship. It's kind of like, has the attitude, or not the attitude, the personality of a an excitable bird. A very intelligent, excitable bird.
1: Oh, like a crow.
0: Like an excitable crow, yes.
1: Yes, Kefa is telling it gossip right now.
0: What if the crow was Sonic the Hedgehog? That's the Express. Mm. express likes to go fast
1: so wait like
0: spin out incoming yet <laughs> maybe <laughs> i'm not familiar okay so you are making your way through habitat space you're all hanging out on the bridge and up on the screen you are getting updates because now that you're outside of the sun's corona of uh, interference you're able to access the wave which means that you can get in touch with the people on the surface of the habitat though you are in a bit of a hurry So if there's anyone in particular that your characters want to talk to before you make your way out into space, think about that while I'm giving you the updates. The first set of updates that you would get uh, are from the sun. Before you make your way too far, you get the last bits of news that you're going to receive from the inside of the sun for some time. Of course, most of the news on the sun is from the Huatang Media Group, which is basically state funded propaganda machine. So they've got a little... Jingle like do 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 Good evening, Solar Free State. I'm Machete Clarity, and this is Watang News Entertainment. Tonight, I'm joined by radical Extreme King via Simchat. Thank you for joining us tonight. My pleasure, Machete. Your avatar is looking very stylish. Thank you. You are looking as avant-garde as always. Oh, I always try to look moderate despite my name. They both exchange a chuckle. (laughs) Now, you've recently come out as a member of the socialist political group known as the Resistance. You are aiming to change how we run things around here. What made you join this group of dissidents? Now, look, we in the resistance believe that our current administration, both corporate and military, has a lot to answer for. There are many reforms that we want to implement, and we want to do that by getting a seat at the table. The power structure has been static for a long time now. Too long. And it's time for more people like us to get their voices heard. We need elections. We need people who care about this to be able to vote. He takes a sip of water in his stolen body. Mr. King, we have not held elections in more than 300 years, and things have been fine. We are, after all, in a state of emergency. Wouldn't it just be a slippery slope to anarchy and societal collapse, like the Surface Liberation Front wants? Extreme makes a sour face. No, no. Back on Earth, most of the people who live in this station came from countries that held elections. The United Shareholders of America, Russia, the UK, Canada, sure that everyone had their voices heard, and a way to appeal to the people in power accountable. This surface liberation front nonsense isn't productive though. We need people who can make decisions quickly and decisively. We need strong military and economic power. Hell, even the people down in Gov's domain need us. We provide them with protection, with sunlight and power. When we arrived, they didn't even have weapons. And their solar array didn't even remotely simulate the experience of a real sun. Don't get me wrong. I agree that the trade needs to be better regulated between us. And I think we need to explore giving them representation up here. But that has to start with the regular folk of the sun getting some power of our own. We can't help the poor souls in Gov's domain if we can't even get the solar-free state to listen to us. We'll make these changes in the legislation, not in the streets. What do you think of the recent actions of these so-called sunbreakers from Gov's domain? I can't condone them. We're on the same side, like I said, but these acts of wanton destruction and vandalism aren't helping their cause. They're like children throwing a tantrum because they can't have their cake and eat it too. In fact, they are children. You can't change the way things are done this quickly, and especially not by vandalizing monuments and carrying out terrorist attacks on critical station infrastructure. Changes need to happen, and it needs to be gradual. Their attack on Olympian interior design has had a cascading effect on the power grid. And now thousands of people in the mid and outer layers are without reliable sim access. That's a mental health issue, and it's on the hands of these sunbreakers. There are riots. Nimbus has had to deploy their new crowd control tanks because so many businesses are being looted and destroyed. People could get hurt. You have to approach this rationally and play the long game like I've been doing. After all, I'm Extreme King, not Extremist King. The two share a laugh. The other big story on everyone's minds is the fleet from the Hygean Logistocracy. General Major Payne and Chairman Elmo Snuck made a statement recently that this fleet was here to help quell the uprising in Gov's domain, and that they would be compensated with land seized from the rebels. What is the stance of the resistance on this prudent arrangement? Extreme King leans forward, looking more serious. I think we need to be really careful here. We don't know what those people have become in the centuries since we all fled the emergency, and they've been living in caves with aliens that whole time. Who are they now? What are their values? Their priorities. Do they still honor deals? And what of these Andromedans and Centaurans? Is land in Gov's domain even useful for them? No, I don't like it. Our existing military is more than enough to deal with this uprising. And seeking help from this X-Factor was a mistake. I fear we'll all pay the price for General Payne and Elmo Snuck's moment of weakness here. They didn't have faith in our troops. And now we're going to have to find a way to deal with these outsiders. Thank you for your time, Extreme King. Before we hear a word from our sponsor, is there anything you would like to promote? Yes, thank you, Machete. I've got a new movie coming out this week, The Last Auditor, which is based on a true story. It's about a man from the sun, played by me, who crashed lands in Gov's domain shortly after the emergency and learns the ways of their people before helping them with new technologies and innovations from his own lands, our very own sun. It's a great exploration of their unique culture and the ways we can learn from each other. I think it's just the kind of healing story we need right now. And a potent reminder that, Though we are separated by miles and mores, we and the people of Gov's domain are not so different after all. Powerful. Good night, Mr. King. And now a word from our sponsor, Joseph Grand ACM, for all your banking needs. It cuts to a commercial and the screen cuts off at that time, waiting until the next news segment. How are the people here responding to this news?
1: Azores ticked. (laughs) (laughs) She just has nothing to say to that, but it's very visible on her face that she is absolutely furious.
3: emrin is trying to reattach a panel he tore out
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i think you should shouldn't have too much difficulty putting it back in place but the express itself is concerned by this display yeah and communicates with keva asking you know, giving the impression of concern like is everyone okay i am sorry for that
1: keva's face is very red and her hair has kind of done that ghibli thing where it's all stuck out on end um, Mm. and escaped from its braids even the natural hair wow And she's very upset, visibly, but not saying anything. Just very kicked off. Um, And I would like to just say that CD, like, you can't hear it, but you know somewhere is an echoing screech and tearing of paper by CD.
0: (laughs) Where CD is such a fan of Extreme King. (sighs) Yeah. How's how's Maeve? Uh, She's
2: clenching her fists to, like, the point of, like, white knuckling and digging her claws into her palms, but just takes a deep breath and goes, have brought down more buildings
1: <laughs> we are not kids is the first thing kevo says we are adults and second of all they can't take the land from us because it's ours puts her forehead into her palm
0: It's uh, at this time that the express helpfully puts up the next segment of the news that you receive here uh you get the little jingle again and there's a different anchor this time Chalking new revelations today in the story of the unprovoked terrorist attack on the Sim servers last week. Now that more of the employees have been decanted, they have been able to share the story of what happened in the server room that day. And while our gentle viewers will be horrified, we do not think that you will be surprised. This senseless assault on the very core of our society's mental health support program was carried out by none other than the so-called sunbreakers who seek to destroy our way of life. We go now to footage downloaded directly from one victim's memory. And here you see the server room as you remember it from that mission, with a big pillar full of Matrix texts and all the workers are cowering, but from the point of view of one of the workers there. Suddenly, the door bursts open and Keva, Emrin, and Maeve burst into the room, brandishing weapons. This is when you immediately know that this footage has been doctored.
1: Yeah.
0: Emrin bellows. Nobody move! And levels a gigantic machine gun on the room. Employees begin to shout and scream in fear, but Maeve and Keva circle around to the sides, Maeve using spider webs to trap people in place and Keva lassoing them with her hair. What do you want? Asks someone off screen. Please don't hurt us. We're here to destroy the Sim! Emron bellows with a twisted smile on his face. And all of you with it. Not so fast, rebel scum! Comes a voice from outside just as four heroic Section Blue officers arrive. You won't get away with this. Not on Section Blue's watch. The camera zooms in on a central figure, Whiskey Tango. You can't stop us. You can't stop the revolution, Emran cries, opening fire on the room with his machine gun. The Section Blue officers selflessly leap in front of the civilians, but it's too late. There are screams, but the footage cuts out before it gets too graphic. As you can see, these violent terrorists will stop at nothing to destroy our way of life. If you have any information on their whereabouts, or the whereabouts of their traitorous allies, the Surface Liberation Front, please contact Section Blue or your local authorities at once. Whiskey Tango is currently in recovery following this violent altercation, but is expected to return to the force very soon. We send him all of our thoughts and prayers. You hear a different anchor shout,
1: We love you, Whiskey Tango,
0: in the background before the segment ends.
1: To add a little bit of levity to the moment, did Maeve shoot out spiderwebs the way Spider-Man does?
0: <laughs> oh no, uh, I'm not sure. What do you think is in the footage?
1: that's for you to decide velvet what do you want
0: that'd be great i'm down for that
1: (laughs) oh i'm getting major like the lassoing hair thing like flashbacks to this graphic novel i read as a kid by shannon hale where rapunzel had used her hair as a lasso this was before disney's tangled i should mention Hmm. yeah and so i'm just sort of imagining that this version of keva just had outrageously long braids that she then uses as the a lasso. Is, are these doctored versions of us anything like the real us?
0: Yeah, it looks exactly like you.
1: But Keva was wearing a mask.
0: They have footage enough that they're able to reconstruct a convincing replica of each of the three of you at mm, this point. Okay. Yeah, any responses from the characters to this or do we want to move on to the news from the surface?
3: I really have nothing to say.
1: <laughs> it was just like, they can't even get things right like mave can't shoot spider webs out of her hands or whatever that is and my hair doesn't look like that and Emery doesn't have a gun
0: true Emran gave the gun to mave
1: and also like that's not even Emran's voice
0: i could
3: only hear that I, did they get the scar right did they get the scar right they
0: did it looks yeah it looks just like you
1: yeah they they, they got the I, yeah, I know what we look like now.
0: Good. Yeah, good.
1: I mean, they didn't get the hair right.
0: <laughs> some things are difficult for CGI to replicate properly. Okay, so you've got some news packets from the surface. You get one from uh, Denton Young, obviously. And it starts off with a reminder. I believe I told you to return at once. Where are you? We have need of you down here. There's a fleet harassing, aren't you aware? And there's, uh, it's not a direct conversation at the moment it's just he's going off at the moment and then uh, he gives you a little update well i suppose you should know what's going on at the moment down here on the surface if you're not going to come and help us i'll at least tell you what's happening here and uh he gives you a rundown of what's happening here uh den is currently in control of sectors two three and four and the remains of bodhi which is sector one the spire that uh, he destroyed earlier uh so he's in control of probably the largest chunk of the remaining Gov's domain. He doesn't give a lot of details about how he's exerting that power or what's going on down there. He does show you some pictures, some footage. There's giant monsters wandering around down there now, which might is might be surprising to some of you. You see like a, an aerial shot probably taken from one of those flying auditors of uh you see one that's like a lion with a turtle shell. You see you see there's one that is rising up out of the ocean. It's not entirely clear what it is because there's so much water, but it's gigantic.
1: Oh, that's so cute.
0: You see a herd of things that look like they could be frogs, but they have wings and they're all flying together in this sort of mass. Like how you see birds flocking, except they're they're frogs. All kinds of other things that we'll get to later on. But, uh, the surface is changing as well. Some of the parts of Sector 3 have started blooming, are no longer desert, and are becoming more fertile-looking land. Notably, there's light. It's not full sunlight, but it's getting there. And uh, Denton explains that this is from what's called a solar array. Uh, he and Lean have been going through all of the old documentation they, they were able to find in the archives at Bodhi and are slowly working to bring the actual habitat systems back online. So that's uh, progress that's being made. They've got teams outside on the hull cleaning off the mirrors so that power can be brought back in properly. Okay, that's what you get from uh, Denton. So he just gives you an update on what the power structure looks like. He mostly focuses on what he's in control of. You get some notices from Lean. She says, "Uh, I'm sure you're all doing great work up there on the sun. Uh, It hasn't fully exploded yet, so we're just... You know, time's ticking, you know, we've got high hopes, but uh, while that's going on, uh, I've been able to keep Den from doing too many, uh, you know, horrible things down here. So he's uh, tractable enough, but I don't know how long that's going to hold out. He's a stubborn guy, as we all know. He's got ideas and uh, my ideas are better, but he does have more power at the moment than I do. There are some other folks who've been taking control in other sectors right now, Notably, Sector 5 is under martial law. Things are very bad there. Uh, We're working on getting an expedition set up. Den doesn't want to waste the resources, as he says, but uh, I'm going to bring my own team in and see what we can do. Sector 6 and 7, uh, they are both under the control of somebody who claims to be Sun Minister DeWinton, but I'm pretty sure that's impossible because Den killed him. Along with all the other high ministers, when he blew up Tower Bodie. But anyway, this guy's claiming that he's Sun Minister to Winton, and that's enough for him to have control of these two sectors, six and seven. Not the best uh, or the strongest sectors, but lots of people there. Um, yeah, church is still going strong. People still have a lot of belief in Gov. There are some schisms taking place, as I'm sure you can imagine. It's an exciting time down here. Hope to see you soon. Good luck. Uh, we are being invaded by a fleet from another part of space. So, Maybe get on that. And that's the note from Lean. Are there any notes you want to receive personally from friends or family of your characters? Mandakai is receiving her own stuff privately in her room.
1: Uh, Keva is excitedly, uh, asks Mandakai, did you get a love letter? She, she rins. She
0: says, oh, just a status update. But the status is very sexy. <laughs> she winks and uh, flares out her rap as she goes back into her room does Emran hear from his brother do you i hope so okay what do you think your brother has to say where where do you think he would be i think he's probably with the loyalists okay in sector six or seven yeah okay so what does he have to say to you probably wondering if all the stories are true
3: Mm -hmm. and then probably not bothering to urge Emran to come back or anything but just to give give him proof that anything is that anything that is aside from the the education of Gov is true. He wants hmm. to believe something else and he's like desperate for a, a change. It's the probably the first time I've heard from him since uh, we were, I was adopted by Hector. Okay. Do you send anything back? I'll probably just, yeah, I probably record like a quick message.
0: Okay. You don't have to know what that message is right now. We can put it in later or if you yeah. already know it's fine. Yeah, Emron, Emron does that. I'll decide what it says. Okay. Who else? Do you think Zora hears from anybody?
1: I can't think of anyone that would be able to reach her. What about Squall Quanjoy? Would they be able to reach her?
0: Yeah, I mean they're with they're with Den and Lean uh, at the moment, as far as I'm actually no, we don't know where they are because last we saw them they were in the middle of nowhere with a sandboat.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> why I, that's why I are. was like, wait, are they with Den? Oh no, they've been <laughs> eaten by Ubasi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they were well outside the domain in that in that uh sand ship. They were yeah. They were adopted by that slope back
3: monstrosity emerging from the sea. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're basically Zora's only friends, so... Yikes. I mean... Mm. <laughs>
3: unfortunate.
1: Harsh! You've that upgraded.
3: Squall- that bon Joyard, uh, cannon canon dead. That's unfortunate.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, fine. I think you have to ask the players. Are they dead? Like, you, like ask yeah, I'll, them. I'll talk,
0: I'll talk yeah, to like, Pat and Dustin are, and see what they are, think.
1: Are your characters dead? <laughs>
0: You do have, you do have uh, an apprentice of sorts.
1: Oh, 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 yeah.
3: Less of a sword, more of a dagger, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more of a narc. Ooh. Oh, she's chill. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah.
0: Not not mad a beef. Oh, geez, so j- what was her name?
1: That's Carla? Where I am. Carla?
0: Carla, Carla,
1: Carla, Al- yes.
0: <laughs> Carla Alwong, yeah. I'm sure she has sent you a message detailing the work that she's doing. Uh, she's working directly with Den as uh, his, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Assistant, but like... Hey, camp, Minister? Amini- clerk? Amini- clerk?
1: Administrative assistant?
0: Yeah, she's, she's working as his clerk, basically.
1: How does she feel about Den now? Because I can say that Zora's opinion of Den has changed significantly over time.
0: I think she is still pretty impressionable and uh, still views Den as, like, the strong man the Domain needs.
1: Oh, poor child. I want to say that a lot of people have probably started, like, inadvertently, like, worshipping Hub.
0: Um, Yeah, we'll get to what you hear from Hub as well. Oh, Oh, boy.
1: I mean, a part of me wants to be that Keva's dad has kind of reached out a little bit, but if we're going to talk about other characters... Do um, you think
0: you heard from, from him?
1: I think he's probably... You know, it's not direct contact, so I think that this guy that I have imagined as Keva's dad not wanting to get his daughter in trouble, but then would basically just kind of touch base... Because, like I said, it's not, like, he can't hurt her exactly. Like, he can't bring the church's fire upon her by contacting her at this point. And it would just basically be like, hey, I don't know if you heard, but I'm alive. I was part of Mandukai's group, but when you visited, things were too hectic for me. I didn't get the chance, you know, to really come forward and talk, but... I've been with them for a while and now I'm helping out here. I'm really proud of you. And I'm still like looking for your half brother that I found out about, basically.
0: How does Kevin feel about this?
1: I think she's surprised and also like, how would I have found out he was alive unless Mandakai told me? <laughs> Did Mandakai know?
0: <laughs> no, she didn't know.
1: Yeah, Kiva asks, is like, What okay then, I guess. Mandika, I, I did
0: not know that that was your that, that was your dad
1: yeah keva is ha- like at that after that she's like happy but also kind of just like bewildered a mm-hmm. bit but also just like I, I i would say keva is just mostly confused at this point
0: understandable reaction
1: mm-hmm.
0: you got an update from hub
1: yay
0: hub's doing fine hub spends a lot of their time as a sort of a, a colossus these days. They are mm-hmm. using their gigantic stature to help rebuild a lot of stuff and uh, work on the excavation of things like the solar array and uh, different transit facilities and so on. So HUB is acting as a HUB, as is their want. Uh, people come through. The Revel of Velico is still living with hub but there are also communities that have grown up around where hub hangs out like there's little towns that have begun to form of people some of whom view hub as one of the gods hub's not comfortable with this <laughs> in the least and does everything they can to discourage these worshipers but uh, you know how people can be there's little shrines to hub being set up around you know where they uh, have their feet and and people sending prayers and hub is just like, I can't, I don't do that. I, uh, you know, if you need to get over there, I can help you with that. <laughs> Beyond that. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, you know, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but, uh, no, thank you. No, none of that. Thanks. So that's what's going on with, uh, with hub.
1: I just realized something. How's Jolly doing?
0: Jolly's great. Jolly's thriving. <laughs> Jolly's a mother of four now.
1: How <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> easy like that?
0: Jolly's living her best life. You know, there's uh, on Hub's back uh, in Colossus form is like this. Like it looks like a backpack that sticks out and it's just a plateau where all the farming is taking place on the back of Hub's Colossus form. And when they revert back to a less humanoid form that remains on the top to get better access to the solar array and all that. So that's where the farm is. That's where Deg is installed, just in this plateau on Hub's back and Jolly and the other creatures. Uh, chitter, and so on. They all live there. They're having a great time. Okay, that's basically all the updates, but uh, you now know, all of your characters now know basically what life is like on the habitat. There's It's a, it's a time of warring states in a lot of ways. You know, there's these, uh, this warlord in Sector 5, there's whoever this is in Sector 6 and 7, and then there's Den trying to assert a new type of control, uh, installing himself essentially as the head the new head of the Church of Gov and the domain of Gov at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Den still sees himself as Gov's chosen hero, Gov's chosen champion, blessed of Gov, Denton Young. And a lot of people buy that. And why wouldn't they? He's immensely powerful, he's uh, charismatic, he's attractive, he has a great sword, he can make the sun go where he wants it to go. What's not to believe in? So there's like a cult of personality forming around this young man as well. Okay. As you come to the end of these messages that you are receiving and sending to the people in the habitat, you are approaching this giant mountain that sticks out of the side of the habitat. And that is the old spaceport. And this old spaceport is currently held by the forces of the sun. You can see they don't have spaceships, but you can see as you approach, there are people there crawling around on the different parts of the, uh, of the mountain, like gantries and docks and so on and so forth. And the Express is able to zoom in and enhance those images. And you can see that each of these people uh, is in a human body and they all have green skin and they are all pretty much identical.
1: Oh, no. How do uh, they look?
0: Very healthy. Are they all harrowed?
1: Oh, oh, thank you.
0: They're not all heros. In fact, none of them look like heros. Interesting. I mean, they look like heros in that they have green skin. Right. And uh, beyond that, it, you know, there's the obvious conclusion to draw here about what's happened here. And that's the result of uh, a series of clocks that took place uh, with uh, human resources and the sodality of preservation taking over Phoenix and beginning to mass produce these organic bodies which they have put something into to have them act as i don't know soldiers technicians it's hard to say from here but they are patrolling they're armed armored and they are presumably going to be able to see you if you try and make your way through this spaceport so what do you want to do
1: i think we need to talk to heroes and have heroes talk to them and say these are my friends don't hurt them
3: i don't think that they have free will keva
1: well then I'm pretty good at breaking chains.
3: I mean, maybe there's somebody nearby running them.
1: We can try that too. I'm just saying that they shouldn't be controlled like that, like this. Oh, for sure. Is there any way like Keppa could try to interact with one of them?
0: You could try to capture one. You'd probably need to find somewhere to dock the ship, or maybe you jump out of the ship. I don't know if you want to do a paratrooper style uh, insertion, or if you want to find somewhere to land and then try and sneak around. There's a couple different ways you can approach the old spaceport, but I think okay. that is today's mission. Get into and through the spaceport somehow. In, in the express, right? Preferably, I would assume. All uh, right, okay.
1: Can we like communicate with Barry? Like You cannot. Oh, crap.
0: There's a there's a corona around the sun that prevents communications from going in and out.
1: Okay. So we can't just be like, hey, Terry, what does Harrow say? Or not say?
0: Unfortunately not.
1: Or CD. CD would have info about probably not maybe some i mean i think that mave has maybe like we could have mave roll something about what mave has learned from studying heroes that might be a possibility
2: anything i know about heroes would probably just be what cd told me
1: like i don't know is it but is there a chance that like there is something that you can roll and see if you've observed something about their genetic or, I mean, yeah,
3: we could stash the ship and just observe their behavior, see if they talk to each other. Anything we could learn now is going to be more than we know.
1: Good point. Good point. Um, okay, you want to do that?
3: We could touch down and maybe split up, keep the ship hot just in case, and then, I don't know, Maybe you and I can
2: go observe them. I mean, better than observe, we should try to catch one. We could do that too.
0: Okay, so um, your goal is to make your way through the ship. If you want to do this type of thing where you're going to capture one of these people, then that's probably a, a mission that we'll need to do like a role and all that for. So let's see here. Do, 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 do. This is a role playing game. Thank you. Aha! <laughs> I didn't know. And now I do. So knowing uh, it's half the battle. G.I. Joe! Is uh, an actual play podcast
3: using multiple TTRPG role sets. <laughs>
0: So uh, the types of plan here, you've got assault, deception, infiltration, mystic, social, or transport. This sounds like it might be a deception or an infiltration. If it's a deception, you need to let me know the detail for this plan is the method of deception. How are you going to lure, trick, or manipulate? And if it's infiltration, trespass unseen, the detail is the point of infiltration. Where are you going to get in or through?
2: I would say infiltration. We're not really talking to anyone to deceive them.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. What's the point of infiltration then? You just jump out of the ship at high orbit. It will be ODSTs. You can do some, uh, like you can do some gathering of information here based on what you can get from the Express's scanners or uh, stuff like that. If you want to try and find alternate entry points or somewhere to hide the ship or something like that.
3: We need to find where, the, where to touch down the Express and then figure out our approach. Grabbing one of them is going to be the easy part. I say this now.
0: Okay. Does anyone want to study some stuff or try and figure things out before? Or should we just roll our engagement and then deal with flashbacks when we get in there?
2: Uh, I can at least roll to try and locate like a good landing site. Sure.
0: How do you want to do that?
2: Uh, I'll, I'll do some studying. OK, so
0: roll your study. This is just a gather information roll. Button pulls. as uh, this risky standard. <laughs> doesn't really matter because it's just gather information. OK, so you get good information. While you are studying the high resolution scans that the Express is able to uh, give you, in addition to that, the Express uh, is able to access its memory banks and show you the layout of the old spaceport. Because obviously the Express used to come through here all the time. This was part of their route. So you know what it should look like in there, and the Express is able to show you what it does look like with its scans. There isn't too much discrepancy, aside from the fact that a lot of the exterior parts of the station have been covered over with debris, like all the other parts, interior parts of the station. So you can see that there are like there's the main entrance and there's also some maintenance entrances. And you are able to find one of these maintenance entrances that would be large enough for you to take the express into uh, that does have a connection to the rest of the spaceport. I think that's our way in.
3: All right. Are we setting a trap? Should we try to get magnifications of the way they move around?
1: We can always do that.
0: Let's uh. Let's roll the engagement and see how it goes.
1: Okay. And then we'll okay.
0: we'll go from there. We'll cut to the action from there. Don't want to spend too long discussing minutia. So the engagement roll. Oh, uh, item loadouts. What are your loadouts going to be here? Heavy. Always heavy.
1: I mean, is Keva just staying on the ship? Like, or is Keva allowed to go and...
0: No, you can you can go. The express has enough autonomy to... I mean, you can whistle for for it and it'll come to you if you want.
1: Yeah, I guess heavy because we're going to stick out like a sore thumb no matter what. Yeah. Point taken, I'm going to follow suit with heavy.
0: Okay. So if you go over to the characters list, I've made up a character sheet for the Express for your crew here, just so that we have one that's for your crew specifically. And you have two abilities on that sheet. You have Fortune Fire. So everyone on your crew, the crew of the Express, uh, you've been toughened by cruel experience. So you each get less one die to all resistance rolls. Ooh. Fantastic news for Emran. You also have hearts and minds, which means you can add one action rating to command, consort, or sway up to a maximum of three.
1: Okay. You
0: have, Ooh. in addition to that, way blessed, which means you start with an extra gambit point. So you have three gambits to start with at the beginning of each mesh mission. Okay, so for the engagement roll, you start with one die for sheer luck, and we modify the dice pool for major advantages or disadvantages. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Um, I don't. I don't know that it is if you're just going in here to grab somebody. Like, you're not running the blockade heroically or anything like that. That's just a quick snatch and grab. Yeah, I think, likewise, it's not overly complex, so that's a wash. Does the plan's detail expose the vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Is it strongest against this approach? Um, I think because the people holding the spaceport probably don't know about this area you're going to, I'll add an extra die there. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? No. No. No enemies or rivals other than the people that you're taking on. So you're still at two die. Other elements you want to consider. A lower tier target will give you plus one. A higher tier will give you minus one. Uh, I don't think the tier is that important here. So we're going to do two die. And I'll just roll for engagement. Hey, six. Nice. That's oh, Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Literally never get that. <laughs> no. So you begin your engagement in a controlled position. All right. The express flies in. Nice and smooth, turns off its running lights. And uh, I think you're able to use the force field to like create enough interference that they can't pick you up on different kinds of sensors. So nice and smooth into the maintenance um, port here. You land, there are still uh, things in place that can, can easily connect up to the express. And uh, you get out. Are all of you going together? I think you said you were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay. I think Keva is imagining that she is the last resort at this point when it comes to dealing with individuals.
0: Okay. So in a controlled position, uh, that means your goal here is to grab somebody. So you are, all of you, crouching. As we cut into the action, the camera shows us that you are all crouching on a catwalk here and below the catwalk is like some type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A wide open space in a transit atrium. An atrium, is that what I'm thinking of? Probably. Probably an atrium. So you're on this catwalk and go ahead.
1: I was just imagining as soon as you said under this catwalk is a wide open space. I just imagined it was one of those giant like death pits. Of electronics <laughs> in Star Wars <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, this is actually like a nice welcoming space. It's just kind of dusty and disused because it hasn't been used in 300 years.
1: Is it kind of like Grand Central Station where the ceiling is decorated and yeah, it's, it's really pretty.
0: It's very similar to the inside of Hub oh. so, which is modeled on Grand Central Station. So it's you know, it's a nice welcoming space. You can see that there's ramps to help people get where they're going, different lifts decor one of those clock tower things that you found hubs core in before and yeah it's just a nice well-organized space well laid out and you can see underneath you on the floor there are a pair of these green people and they are standing next to each other they've got their uh, assault rifles on their shoulders and uh, they're wearing their power armor and they appear to be talking to each other, but you can't hear them just yet. You're in a controlled position, so they haven't noticed you.
1: I can tell you what they're saying. One of them says to the other, you ever wonder why we're here?
2: Perfect. (laughs) Griffin Simmons, Uh, just real quick, because I I might have missed that little bit. Uh, We can tack on another point to any of our resolve skills, or just like the three social ones.
0: Command Up to a maximum of three. Okay, cool, cool. So what's the play?
1: I don't. The two of you use a spider web. And go down, land on top.
3: I do want power armor, so... We could try to take both of them.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. But also, I want to know what they're saying. Because they're obviously communicating with each other, which is good.
0: More than I
2: thought. Uh, I would like to go go gadget spider form. Okay.
0: You can see that their helmets are open, and they're just... uh, You can see their mouths moving and their heads bobbing up and down as if they are talking to each other. Uh, may you morph into a spider. And are you attempting the two of you to sort of drop down on them from up here? I want yeah, to listen, listen
3: first. You want to listen first? You want right?
0: to listen in first? Okay. What kind of action do you think that'll be? Or Skull. do you have anything
2: that'll help you do that?
3: Oh, no. I'm first and foremost built for Smashy.
0: Maybe
2: we could, like, try to listen as we rappel down. Does that work? Yeah, sure? that's my hope.
3: It sounds like a skulk or either action, at first, anyway.
0: Okay. Is one of you helping the other? Uh, do you have any a
3: skulking, Mike? Surprisingly, Emron is a single dot of Sneaky, so you can, you can burn some stress to help me if you want.
2: Uh... Sure. Or we can, I can use my, my special move to have two skull. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I'll burn some stress to help you. All right. Rad tubular.
1: I just imagine Keva whispering to Zora. If they need help, we can lower down on my hair.
2: Hello Rapunzel. Huh. All right. I'm a doctor, not a mission impossible stunt actor.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're in a controlled position. I think you'll have standard effect from up here.
2: And that uh, for the help, is that a bonus die or greater effect? Either, I always forget. either, oh, either or bonus die. Yeah. Mave like crawling across the ceiling. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm repelling us down from the catwalk.
0: Hey, you needed. Okay. So as you are repelling down, so you're, let's see, you're listening here with your skulk, and you're able to here maybe with some enhanced ear modifications the conversation happening between these two that you can see as you're getting closer to them are physically identical at least the parts of them that you can see their faces they're twins and uh one of them is saying to the other citizen i am not certain what it is that we're expected to patrol for here i'm not certain what we should what we're trying to patrol for here either citizen citizen perhaps we should patrol a different area i think that would be a good idea citizen they have The exact same voice, the same mannerisms as Whiskey Tango. Oh, gosh. Okay. No.
1: I'm working this out real time. So, Peros imprinted on CD, and then they've imprinted on... Ah.
0: Well, we can't make any assumptions about them yet, except that they have identical mannerisms and voices. To Whisky Tango. Truly, you are now in position to make a, a attack or snatch and grab. You've got that information. They sound and look exactly like that super
2: cop. Well, you know, we can always just dump them back after we've got what we need, preferably in space. I don't
3: think they had a choice. Okay, morals later. Uh, let's grab them.
0: <laughs> okay, we probably need to do a roll here to grab them. What kind of action do you think it is? I'm thinking scrap. Okay, we well, scrap. You know,
3: so good. It's it's so fast. Yeah. There's
0: no cause for alarm.
3: Yeah, <laughs> bonk them. I will bonk time for you too to drop in. If if we go for scrap, I can, if you help me, I will roll five dice.
2: Oh, yeah. Nothing bad could happen. Yeah, yeah go for it. Not a thing, not a single thing bad. Well, you are still in a controlled position. I believe. Yeah. All right. Are you burning the
0: stress? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm going to spend. I think this will have great effects as it All is right, because no, you're no, dangling no. over them and they, they do not know you're there. It's a six. You've got a six in there. Good.
1: <laughs> There's three threes, too.
2: <laughs> I mean, listen, if we want to go mathematical, we've got two sixes and an
0: eight. Okay. So so there, everyone. <laughs> so you, you've, captured, you've captured these two, or you've knocked them out. What, is it, what does it look like? Describe this scene to me.
3: I think, maybe you drop more spider line, and I just rappel down until I'm like five feet above them. And then, I don't know. I'd probably kick both in the face.
1: Can I have a like, suggestion?
3: Swing forward. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, like, you kick them in the face, and they both, like, go head over heels, like, on the ground, and they're stunned. And then you, like, pick them up by the back of the neck, or not the back of the neck, you know, like, the back of the, the collar. Uh-huh. And you've lifted them both up, and then Maeve comes in and, like, ties them up with spider silk.
2: Yeah. Going full Spider-Man too.
3: <laughs> we do that. Uh, and it, it works, and nothing goes wrong.
0: I mean, it does work, and nothing does go wrong, so you roll the six. So uh, you're able to yoink them back up to the catwalk, and yeah, you've got these two. Um, Sorry, were they conscious or unconscious at this point? Unconscious. Okay, you have an unconscious pair of green dudes. Uh, and two tied more guns.
1: Up. Apparently green dudes. All right, uh, let's
3: get back up on the catwalk and run them over for, I don't know, tracking, probably in the armor. Good thinking.
1: I was like, I want to talk to them
3: after they're not conscious right now.
1: You just don't want me to connect with people.
3: No, that's not it. I I am fully afraid that they can track this armor and there's probably radios in the suits.
1: But that was a good pun, right? Uh,
3: I just got that.
1: Zora, you appreciate my puns, right? Always, my dear.
3: (laughs) Emran cries inside.
2: (laughs) I cry every time. All alone. Okay. Uh, c- can I help emrin scour these armor for trackers and radios? Yes, you absolutely can.
0: Sick. You're in a controlled position, what are you using to scan? Let's see here. I have
3: a fine hacking rig. That's really all I can think of as far as equipment goes. I have hacking tools, repair tools. Okay.
0: Yeah. Let's see. You can probably use your hacking tools for that to hack into their armor and see what you can find. Uh, all right. So, how do you want to do this? Or Keva. Is- sorry keva are you helping with this or is is it just the mave and i Emrin mean, show I, at the moment
3: i feel like i can help keva because keva is better at technology. yeah that's
2: probably yeah.
1: Uh, i hack. guess yeah i'll I'll do the hack with a plus okay. one All
0: right
3: i'll stress for you
1: yeah so she's just hacking the armor right now and, and not the people
0: you're in a controlled position and this will be a uh, standard effect with okay. your gear or with emrin's gear there
1: <gasps> i got Another a six, six. finally
0: This is going very well for you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't (laughs) say a single single thing, Matt. (laughs) I'm just saying, it's nice to succeed. (laughs) It doesn't happen,
3: and that's why I'm a little anxious. (laughs) Nervous. I think
1: think what happened was we brought some luck with us from playing a different system. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. We reset the machine. (laughs) Uh,
0: In the armor, you're able to... See that it has basically what is it biometrics lock, a biometric lock on the armor and the weapons. So you need to have the same DNA as these people to use the armor and the weapons. Uh, for now, that's something you could maybe work on uh, during downtime or something like that. But yeah, they absolutely 100% have trackers in them. Like, unsurprisingly, there are bugs in these trackers and monitoring equipment that is normally on and on a regular basis, it is transmitting back to a central server somewhere. You have managed to, because you roll the six here, grab it and hack into it in between transmissions. But uh, there is going to be a transmission soon of the location and the recorded footage and uh, data from these suits.
1: so succeeded. Can I stop that from being sent or? Uh, make probably. dummy dummy information
0: yeah I mean if you want to do something like that you absolutely can
1: okay so I was basically going to say uh to the machine that it is still where it was before mave emeryn got the drop on them okay and basically keep on saying that that is what's going on and there's basically no way to remove like it's not a external tracking unit it's an internal tracking unit in the
0: it's built in armor. you would you would probably need tools that you don't have with you here to extract or reprogram this armor. Okay. But you can, if that's what you want to do, you can like make up a loop, a footage loop, so that it, it looks like they're just still down there doing whatever they were doing over the past X number of hours. Oh, yeah. And just have it transmit that instead of whatever is actually happening.
1: Yeah. Eva will do that, and obviously... So Emran, just so you know, you're going to have to like get them out of it and do more hardware stuff because I'm going to loop the tracker so that it says that they're still there. But if you want to use this armor, you're going to have to get rid of that and also hack it so that it can use other DNA because it's tuned into theirs.
3: I have this welding gun. Is is this something I could do now or should I? I'll wait. I'll wait.
1: Yeah, you have You should wait because (laughs) that that can be like your project after we're done here.
0: Yeah, I'm taking this. I'm not sorry.
1: No, you don't have to feel sorry about taking.
0: Do you want to wake one of these people up? Um. Should
2: we take them back to this
0: express? Or
1: I mean, I want to check with the paint. Is the ping thing taken care of already? Or do I need to roll for that?
0: No, you you roll the six there. You've got okay. the loop. I'm not going to mess with that uh, unless something goes badly later. But for now, it's safe.
1: It's So there's not like a panic button it, they can touch if I wake one of them up? <laughs>
0: uh, not that you've seen.
1: Okay, so, Keva is going I don't,
0: see. I don't like that. I'm not <laughs> trying to trick you. I know.
1: <laughs> you succeeded. Keva's like-
3: <laughs> look, at, look at what you've done to me, Matt.
1: So, Ke- <laughs> uh, so Keva can like- so, so, can I like wake one of them up and like talk to them? And, and see, like, you know, psychic connection thing? Like, I don't know if it's good if I connect to a person like that. Or if it's bad. Is it? Keva says, facing uh, the moral quandary of, is this bad or good?
2: I would suggest we take them somewhere safe before you wake one up, just in case they start shouting or something.
1: That's a good point. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I guess we go and bring them back to the ship. Okay, sure.